Hello, my name is Caroline Moraes and I'm from Brazil and study Human Reliability Analysis. This playlist contains four academic articles where I was the leading author, three of them submitted to academic journals and one to a conference proceeding. They are about using empirical datasets in human reliability analysis, using Bayesian and Credo networks as probabilistic tools. The empirical dataset we used was from major accident investigation reports, but we believe you can use the methodologies proposed to other empirical datasets, such as those generated by simulators. We have also investigated how to collect more data using machine learning. The papers I'm going to share with you in the first part of this podcast were part of my PhD thesis, and that is why it is called the Collection of Papers Thesis. I have recorded this playlist to study and prepare for my VAVA, the VIVAVOS, which is how we call the oral examination to defend our doctoral thesis in the United Kingdom. As the content might be interesting for other people interested in human reliability analysis, I have decided to share it as a podcast. This way, if you are interested to see the figures, tables, and the bibliography I cited, you can follow the links I am leaving at the description of the podcast. You can also find the papers on Google Scholar or at my ResearchGate portal. See you! Hi, the paper I'm going to share with you is named Analysis and Estimation of Human Errors from Major Accident Reports. It was published in a special issue about human factors and human reliability in the Journal of Risk and Uncertainty in Engineering Systems. It was published in 2020 and I was the leading author. My name is Caroline Moraes, I'm from Brazil and I was a PhD student in the Institute of Risk and Uncertainty at the University of Liverpool, and the co-authors were also my supervisors at the time, Dr. Rafael Moura, Professor Michael Beer, and Professor Eduardo Patelli. The paper is about uh, human reliability analysis, and the abstract is as follows. Risk analysis requires proper consideration and quantification of the interaction between humans, organization, and technology in high-hazard industries. Quantitative human reliability analysis approaches require the estimation of human error probabilities, often obtained from human error performance data on different tasks in specific contexts, also known as performance shaping factors. Data on human errors are often called from simulated scenarios, near-misses report systems, and experts with operational knowledge. However, these techniques usually miss the realistic context where human errors occur. The present research proposes a realistic and innovative approach for estimating human error probabilities using data from major accident investigation reports. The approach is based on Bayesian networks used to model the relationships between performance shaping factors and human errors. 
the proposed methodology allows minimizing the expert judgment of human error probabilities by using a strategy that is able to accommodate the possibility of having no information to represent some conditional dependencies within some variables. Therefore, the approach increases the transparency about the uncertainties of the human error probability estimations. The approach also allows identifying the most influential performance shaping factors, supporting assessors to recommend improvements or extra controls in risk assessments. Formal verification and validation processes are also presented. The DOI of this paper is 10.1115. Dash one four zero four four seven nine six. If you want to to read the full paper, see its tables and figures, please go to Google Scholar and type analysis and estimation of human errors from major accident investigation reports. There, you can also find the bibliography used and cited. Thank you. I hope you like it. Analysis and Estimation of Human Errors from Major Accident Investigation Reports Introduction Despite the increasing level of automation in, in the advent of artificial intelligence, realistic risk assessments of high-hazard industry industries should ideally be performed through the analysis of the complex interaction between human, machine and organizational systems. Human reliability analysis defines a collection of qualitative and quantitative methods used to account for human factors in social complex industries in a systematic way. Their main aims are to identify the possible human errors in a task, for example, task analysis, to quantify them when needed, and to propose solutions to prevent or mitigate human errors. The analysis uses the assumption that human errors are triggered by the interaction among individual, technological and organizational factors, the so-called performance shaping factors. Qualitative methods for human reliability provide only the identification of human errors and possible preventive or mitigation solutions. Quantitative human reliability methods provide the same functions as the qualitative methods plus an estimation or an adjustment of the human error probabilities, HEPS, according to the defined performance shaping factors in a specific scenario. Different quantitative human reliability methods exist, including technique for human error rate prediction, TERP, standardized plant analysis risk human reliability analysis, SPAR-H, Human Error Assessment at Reduction, Reduction Technique (HART), Cognitive Reliability and Error Analysis Method (CRIM), and a Technique for Human Event Analysis (ATEANA). These quantitative methods allow to find or adjust human error probabilities according to the performance shaping factors in the specific industrial context being assessed, organizational, technological, and individual factors. However, human error probabilities obtained with quantitative methods are often affected by imprecision, sparse and or incomplete human error data, leading to underestimated or overestimated probabilities. 
These uncertainty may be one of the causes that are preventing industries from adopting risk assessments that account for human errors. Although some safety regulators do accept qualitative analysis on human errors, human error probabilities are required by probabilistic safety assessments or probabilistic risk assessments. Ideally, a human error probability should be obtained by observing operators performing specific tasks and quantifying the frequency of the errors. So the equation one is human error probability equal to number of observed errors by the number of opportunities for error. However, this is often an impractical task due to the variability of human behavior, industrial installations and tasks performed. The current research presents a novel methodology to estimate human error probabilities by collecting data from major accident reports. Bayesian networks are proposed to estimate human error probabilities to exploit information about the conditional dependencies among human errors and performance shaping factors. The present methodology also addresses the problem of working with sparse data, which eventually leads to incomplete conditional probability distributions for some nodes of the Bayesian networks. The approach consists of creating an additional state for those variables in order to accommodate and account for the lack of information. It is believed that this strategy increases the transparency about uncertainties of the human error probability estimation without the need for additional assumptions. This approach has the potential to better capture the interaction between human, machine and internet organizational systems, providing additional contexts and scenarios not fully achieved by simulators, near misses and express elicitation data. This is the second part of the manuscript, Analysis and Estimation of Human Errors from Major Accident Investigation Reports. This section is the methodology background and it presents the, presents the proposed approach and theoretical background for the estimation of human error probabilities, including data collection, data analysis, verification and validation. The subsection Data Collection is about data collected from real operations that are considered the most credible human error data followed by data derived from real operations, simulators and expert judgment. A summarized description of the strengths and pitfalls of each type of data are described now. Expert judgment Experts are individuals with recognized knowledge or skill in a specific domain. Sometimes, expert elicitation is the only available data source. Thus, their opinions are aggregated by adopting methods to reduce expert elicitation variability. However, expert elicitation is considered the least credible source of data. This is because experts can be oriented by different sources of bias be systematically overconfident about the accuracy of their judgments and be experienced in the taxonomy used. Ultimately, it's improbable probable to have a human reliability analysis that does not rely on expert judgments to some extent. 
as all methods start with, starts with a qualitative analysis of possible scenarios. Simulators. Data from simulators are collected at mimicked control rooms or other workspaces where real operators perform specific tasks under normal or emergency scenarios. Data collected from simulators is often restricted to human-machine interfaces in control rooms. Often collected, data, often collected data needs to be calibrated by expert judgment, adopting well-known approaches, such as the SACADA database, that means scenario authoring characterization and debriefing application, the HANLAB database, that means Holden Man Machine Laboratory, the HUREX database from Korea, which means Human Reliability Data Extraction, and OPERA database, which means Operator Performance and Reliability Analysis. This approach is strong on detecting human errors, but weak on detecting all the performance shaping factors. This is due to the decontextualization of the studied tasks. For instance, operators know that directions will not have any consequence and often know that directions are being observed. Derived data from real operation. This is the data from real operations come from direct tasks monitoring near misses events and major accidents. The direct task monitoring is the method where a real operational task is observed at the moment it is performed by an assessor or recorded and analyzed after the event. It is considered one of the best data sources, but it lacks data for tasks rarely performed. For instance, the database computerized operator reliability and error database, known as core data, has been partially generated with data derived from real, from real operations. Data from near misses events are those that collected human errors and performance shaping factors from events that had the potential to cause considerable damage to assets and people, but they had no relevant consequence. This kind of data has the benefit of describing more errors related to hardware, such as manually operated valves, and relating human errors to performance shaping factors. However, near-miss reports are generally restricted to what needs to be communicated to the regulator. Thus, relevant factors may not always be reported. Data from major accident reports have the potential to deliver a stronger relation between performance shaping factors and human errors. This is because detailed analysis of the causes that led to the accidents are required and performed. Despite the potential benefits, the strategy of using major accident data to estimate performance shaping factors and human error probability is not yet fully explored. Section 2.2 Bayesian Networks Bayesian Network, also known as BN, is a powerful graphical tool that has received an increasing interest 
due to their capability of providing efficient factorization of joint probability distributions, exploiting information about the conditional dependencies upon variables. Bayesian networks have also been used for the estimation of human error probability on different industrial sectors, as described by the Furrow Review of Michian. Let's consider a simplified Bayesian network for modeling human error as shown in figure 2.2. Each ellipse called node represents variables such as organizational factors, technological factors, person-related factors, cognitive errors and execution errors. The errors represent the direction of the causal relationship between variables. In the model presented, the organizational factors are defined as the parent node of cognitive errors and likewise cognitive errors as the child node of organizational factors. The organizational factors are denoted a root node of the network as it does not have parents. The causal relationships between variables are defined by conditional probability distributions. These distributions are usually represented by crisp values numerically coded in conditional probability tables, CPTs. The main advantages of using Bayesian networks for human reliability analysis are as follows. Deal with lack of incomplete data of human errors in complex industries by integrating expert judgment and other different sources of information in the model allow to consider dependencies among factors by using joint probabilities to, to combat the frequent and possible mistaken assumption of independencies between performance shaping factors and human errors. The acyclic graphs are easy to understand and potentially facilitate the communication between engineers, psychologists and social scientists in multidisciplinary risk analysis the possibility to update the marginal probabilities of the variables when new information becomes available, provide reasons for the results by allowing to identify which performance shaping factors are affecting individual human errors, and the capability of performing what-if scenarios analysis by fixing the state of variables as well as to propagate the information in the direction of interest. Section 2.3, Identifying Conditional Dependencies from Sparse Data Data for human error are usually sparse or missing. Although data can be collected from an increasing number and variability of accident reports, for example, collecting reports from different safety regulators or from different industry sectors, some conditional dependencies by might continuously fail to appear in the available data. Therefore, inf inferences of the human error probabilities are generally performed based on expert elicitation. Experts can contribute by providing direct probability values, direct elicitation, or, given, or give their opinion through qualitative scales, questionnaires, relative judgments, indirect elicitation. Alternative approaches are based on data derived from underlying method relationships or from specifically designed simulators. 
The discussion of the mathematical theory behind these approaches is beyond the scope of the present paper. However, the interested reader can refer to other references. Some basic background about conditional probability distributions is provided in the Appendix A. Section 2.4 Verification and Validation Once the human error probabilities are obtained, they should be verified to test if the model works as it is supposed to work. If the correct inputs are given, the appropriate results are seen. In words, we should ask ourselves, did we build the system right? Verification can also be referred to as internal validation. When used as a test to measure the variation between assessors, so the result can be repeated to no matter the team or the day when the analysis is conducted. Few published researches based on Bayesian network to infer human error probabilities have presented a verification process. Truco et al. have presented their verification results after creating a set of hypothetical profiles at the extreme points varying from the highest to the lowest level of each factor. Young et al. have conducted a sensitivity analysis focused on the context control modes of the method green using expert judgment. They have suggested that in a successful model, a slight change towards the negative effects of a context control mode would result in the increment of the human error probability. The literature suggests that higher levels of performance shaping factors would result in higher levels of human error probability and that combinations of performance shaping factors would result in greater adverse impact on human error probability. That means that human reliability should reflect the features of a coherent system with multi-state components where the performance of a system improves whenever any components of or subset of components improves and vice versa. To validate a model, one should test if the system does what it's supposed to do in the real world, if the outputs have a good correlation to real-world data. In Genk's words, we should ask ourselves, did we build the right system? A common method to validate a model is to conduct cross-validation, splitting available datasets into training and test sets. However, this approach is adopted in data-rich applications, which are not the case presented in rare events such as human errors in major accidents. For these events, K1 suggests the comparison of the new results with existing human error data or of better or similar credibility level. The measurable criteria used are correlation, accuracy, the degree of optimism, pessimism, pessimism and precision. Section 2.4.1 Correlation The degree of the predictive relationship is usually presented via scatterplot of predicted versus actual human error probability. Although validations usually try to express parametric correlation, 
with the square of the correlation coefficient. The majority of validation research conducted by the human reliability community have been expressed via non-parametric correlation. Assuming that behavior does not rely on any assumption of the distribution function or the joint distribution of performance shaping factors. The non-parametric correlation tests are Spearman's rank correlation coefficient and Kendall's coefficient of concordance. Although both tests are different, the interpretation of both coefficients is similar. The correlation between the two variables will be high when observations have a similar or equal correlation of 1. Likewise, if the coefficient value is next to zero, the correlation between the results from the model and the reference is small. Section 2.4.2 Accuracy In risk assessment, an ideal accuracy level is when estimates lie within a factor of three of the true values, but it's acceptable if falls within a factor of 10. Model accuracies are often represented graphically in a scatter plot of the results against reference data using logarithms scale. Section 2.4.3 Precision An aspect of precision is the degree to which the technique, when not accurate, is pessimistic rather than optimistic. Pessimistic estimate is a prediction that goes into a more conservative direction. Conservative estimates lead to safer, but at the same time, more expensive design. Therefore, it is important to find strategies that provide more realistic human error probabilities to the industry. Histograms are also plotted to present how human error estimates were distributed into accuracy bands within pessimistic and optimistic factors of 3, 10, and 100. This is the third section of the manuscript, Analysis and Estimation of Human Errors from Major Accident Investigation Reports. This section is about the proposed approach of using datasets of major accident reports. The first subsection is about the Bayesian network definition. All the steps required to build a Bayesian network from major accident reports are described in the following. Definition of the nodes. The Bayesian network nodes represent the variables obtained from any taxonomy able to classify performance shaping factors and human errors. The chosen taxonomy must be able to classify the performance shaping factors and human errors at a level that is common for all the sectors, the industrial sectors. Definition of the states of the nodes. The root nodes have only two states, the state 0 and state 1, that could be also called the state false and state true representing the logical entries of the accident dataset during data collection. For example, zero when a variable as a performance shaping factor or human error 
is absent or not observed on the accident by the investigator and number one when the variable has been observed. Child nodes have been augmented with an additional state called node data. This state is used to handle cases where specific combinations of events, like the conditional probabilities, are not observed in the dataset. This strategy not only permits the assessment of the conditional probability tables without expert judgment, but also increases the transparency on the uncertainties of the result, that is, the human error probability. Definition of the structure of the Bayesian network. The Bayesian network structure has the objective of capturing the dependencies between performance-shaping factors and human errors, but also among, among performance-shaping factors and human errors, and explicitly modeling their multi-level hierarchical influences on each other. Sorry, this is also among performance-shaping factors and another performance shaping factor. Experts with psychology and sociology knowledge might be enlisted to obtain this type of structure. For example, to identify the causal relationships of cognitive errors and organizational factors. Although one of the aims of this research was to avoid expert biases, it's knowledgeable that at some level of the assessment, the experts are essential. If not for eliciting the prior probabilities, they will be for the model structure or for the taxonomy used. Subsection 3.2 Assessment of the Conditional Probability Tables In order to avoid expert biases on eliciting probabilities, the present work uses solely the information from datasets in order to obtain the conditional probability distributions. Let's consider a dataset from accident reports able to classify human errors and corresponding performance shape factors as shown in Table 2.1. Conditional probability tables for root nodes are defined as the frequencies for each performance shaping factor obtained in the data collection and presented in Table 2 and Table 3. The conditional probabilities for child nodes depend on the structure defined on the network and are obtained by counting the frequency of all the possible combinations of the parent nodes states in the dataset. The frequency is the number of accidents that present a specific combination divided by the number of accidents in the dataset. The frequencies obtained, table 4, are then normalized as the prior probabilities of the set of states of the child node must sum to 1. The same process is repeated for each combination of the conditional probability table. When this process is complete, it is possible to compute the posterior probabilities for each node. The posterior probabilities of the state 1 of the child nodes designated to human errors will be the human error probabilities. The boldface value 1 
in the table 2.4 is added by the analysts when there is no information about certain combination from the data. When the dataset uses, used does not provide information for defined conditional distributions with certain variable states, the variable state no data is set to 1. If this strategy were not used, the prior probabilities of states 0 and state 1 of the child node for that given combination would have both probabilities set equal to 0, making it impossible to compute the conditional probability table. It is suggested to assign equal probability to all the unknown combination of events. However, Using the later strategy, a researcher loses the information of what combinations do not lead to human errors according to the dataset, which can be potentially used in the future. The section 3.3 Validation and Verification The verification of the models is performed through what-if analysis to test how the model behaved when analyzing well-known scenarios. To achieve that, some hypothetical scenarios have been created by fixing each state of each performance shaping factor node of the Bayesian network and observing how the changes affected the human error probabilities. Results from the what-if analysis are used to verify the model, but also to obtain the maximum and minimum bounds of human error probabilities after varying each performance shaping factor to its maximum and minimum values. The validation process is performed by comparing the results obtained by the constructed model against data provided by references using the same taxonomy. This is the fourth section of the manuscript Analysis and Estimation of Human Errors from Major Accident Investigation Reports. This fourth section is about the case study used to test the methodology just presented. So the first part of this section is about the metadata dataset itself. So for the present research, the multi-attribute Technological Accidents dataset, known as METAD, is adopted. The dataset contains 238 major accident reports classified under the CREAM taxonomy, made by Honegel. A single taxonomy is used to describe both human errors, human errors and performance shaping factors for a variety of industrial sectors. Only trusted investigation boards have been used to build this dataset. Logical values, such as binary codes of 1s or zeros, are used to designate whether or not a human error or a performance shaping factor was observed in the accident. This resulted in a matrix of zeros and 1s with 238 rows, the number of accidents, by 53 columns formed by 39 performance shaping factors, as shown in Table 6, and 14 different types of human errors, as shown in Table 7. So let's read the Table 6, the performance shaping factors in, 
in the metadata dataset. The organizational factors are communication failure, missing information, maintenance failure, inadequate quality control, management problem, design failure, inadequate task allocation, social pressure, insufficient skills, insufficient knowledge, adverse ambient conditions, excessive demand, inadequate workplace layout, and irregular working hours. The technological factors are equipment failure, software fault, inadequate procedure, access limitations, ambiguous information, incomplete information, access problems, and mislabeling. The person-related factors are permanent, that are functional impairments, cognitive style, cognitive bias, and the temporary-related, personal-related factors. There are memory failure, fear, distraction, fatigue, performance variability, inattention, physiological stress, and psychological stress. The human errors used in the metadata set are the execution errors, wrong type, wrong time, wrong object, and wrong place, and the cognitive function failures, such as observation missed, false observation, wrong identification. These three are part of observation errors. The interpretation errors would be fault diagnosis, wrong di reasoning, decision error, delayed interpretation, and incorrect prediction. And the planning errors are inadequate plan and priority error. Now, let's present how we have done the Bayesian network. The methodology presented in section 3 has been used to construct the Bayesian network model from the MetaD dataset and they were summarized in this work in Table 8. So the resulting structure of the Bayesian network is shown in Figure 2.4. So some parts of Table 8 they are important to understand. Uh, so the nodes and states were defined uh, in, uh, against screen taxonomy, and the 39 performance shaping factors and 13 possible human errors, as I just presented to you. Uh, so, root nodes had two states, 0 and 1, and in case of missing data, they were used only the state, uh, the state was defined as 1 for the, the no data state. The structure, uh, the connections between the nodes were defined according to relations based on the expert judgment from the same author of the taxonomy used to define the nodes in his book. He has named, Honogel has named it as the antecedent consequent relation. A different structure, less reliant on expert judgment, was proposed at another work presented at a conference by using common patterns of performance shaping factors and human errors identified on MATED. The structure represents the influence that performance shaping factors have upon each other as well. Eventually, this means that some performance shaping factors are also child nodes, not only root nodes. All human errors are child nodes of the performance shaping factors. About the conditional probability tables, uh, for the most of root nodes, they were obtained directly from the frequencies, the relative frequencies of each performance shaping factors, according to MetaD. For example, design failure factor is equal to 66% 
the meta D. So at the conditional probability table, the state one of the root node design failure is 0 0.66, and the state zero is the complement of 66 to 1, 0 0.34. The frequency for combinations between factors and errors for the child nodes have been extracted from the dataset entries. So, due to the high number of combinations between the states of the parent nodes that a child node has reached, obtained the frequencies per combinations from the dataset was not a trivial task. So, a code was used to read the table and extract the probability for each combination. So, for more information of that code and on how to use it, please contact the authors. The frequency for combinations between factors and errors are obtained also from the dataset inputs for each exit. The verification and validation. So the, to verify any coherence in the model, a what-if analysis was conducted by fixing the states of the variables. To validate the model, the estimates were tested against, against reference data published on Honogal according to correlation, accuracy and precision. To verify any coherence in the model, a what-if analysis is conducted by fixing the states of the variables. To validate the model, the estimates are tested against reference data according to correlation, currency, and precision. If possible, the reference data should be obtained from operational experience. This is the second part of the case study, which is the result. So, this subsection is called human error probabilities. The human error probabilities obtained analyzing the MetaD datasets are presented in Table 9 and graphically represented in a scatter plot in Figure 5. The state 0 indicates the probability of a specific human error not being triggered by a specific combination of performance shaping factors. The state no data indicates the number of times a combination of those factors has not occurred in the dataset. For the purpose of verification, the obtained probabilities have been compared against data from, ref from the reference Honogel, his book, Green. The interval of the reference is described by the lower and upper bounds for each human error. Figure 5 shows higher human error probabilities than the reference data. A possible interpretation of this trend might be attributed to the methods used to collect the reference data in Honogel, where all human errors were accounted for, including those that have not produced an, an accident. Thus, more opportunities of errors were accounted on the denominator of equation 1, making the resulting probabilities lower than those obtained with the present approach. The human error estimates are the values obtained for the probabilities of the state 1 of each child's node. The results of state 0 and the state node data are presented in table 10. A comparison of the results obtained for each state is also presented in figure 6. To test if the model outputs work as they were supposed to work, a what-if analysis was conducted by fixing the states of sets of performance shaping factors one at a time. In figure 2.7, in figure 7, the black bars represent the values estimated for the model. 
the green and red bars can be interpreted as a spectrum of human error probabilities after varying all performance-shaping factors to their best and worst-case scenarios. The green bars represent the expected results for a specific variation, whereas the red bars represent the unexpected results. The expected results represent those values that are expected from a coher coherent system according to the formal definition used for reliability technological systems. For instance, in a coherent system, the probability of having a human error decreases if a set of performance shaping factors are set to zero, such as a best-case scenario, and increases in case of performance shaping factors increase it to 100%, like a worst-case scenario. The obtained figures show that in the scenario of having all the organizational factors failing to work, the cognitive error of missing an observation, uh, which is observation missed in cream, would in fact decrease. This is possibly being explained by an increase in performance that humans might be using to compensate organizational errors. This reinforces the theory that humans are not only probable probable initiators of an event, but also the last chance to recover a problem initiated by organizational and technological factors. Variations of some sets of performance shaping factors also resulted in zero-probability human errors, as presented in Table 11. This shows that some human errors are impossible to occur under the specific conditions of performance shaping factors present in the MATAD database. To validate the model, its outputs had been tested on the correlation, accuracy, and precision to existing data obtained at Honegal Cream's book. The reference data were collected from simulators, expert judgment, laboratory-controlled cognitive experiments, and simulation study of inspection tasks from simulated process plants and training schools. According to Honegal, Data sources for human errors such as observation and execution were relatively well established at the time they were collected, approximately 1998. On the other hand, the author declared that interpretation and planning behaviors were mostly based on expert judgments. In addition, Honogel does not provide probabilities for wrong reasoning and incorrect prediction. To validate the model, only the basic values provided in Honogel's book are used. Figure, figure 8 shows a scatter plot of human error probability predicted from the model versus human error probability from Honogel's book. The present research has also tested non-parametric correlation, as human behavior does not rely on any assumptions on the distribution function. The non-parametric correlation tests of Spearsman's correlation coefficient and Kendall's coefficient of concordance are both presented in Table 12. Both correlation coefficients are very small and not statistic statistically significant. As shown on the scatter plot in Figure 8, seven of the human error probabilities estimated lied within a factor of 10 and 5 within a factor of 100 of the reference. To evaluate their accuracy within a factor of 3, the results were also plotted in a histogram in figure 9. 
When not accurate, the histograms also illustrate if the estimates are pessimistic or optimistic if compared to the reference. The model outputs had presented more pessimistic estimates rather than optimistic ones, meaning that the majority of human error probabilities estimated through both models tend to be higher than the reference. The histogram provided in figure 9 shows how spread the results are. Table 13 presents the lower and upper bounds of human error probabilities after varying all performance shaping factors to their minimum and maximum values. The discussion of the results now. The case study shows the applicability of the approach for the available datasets of major accidents. These datasets are capable to describe the interaction between human, machine and organizational systems and that the human error probabilities obtained have a similar order of magnitude of those used by this industry to feed real risk assessments. However, some aspects brought by the verification and validation steps have to be better understood before considering the probabilities ready to be used to feed risk assessments. Now, we are going to discuss the results and the conclusion of the manuscript analysis and estimation of human errors from major accidents investigation reports. So the discussion of the results are the case study shows the applicability of the approach for the available datasets of major accidents. These databases are capable to describe the interaction between human, machine and organizational systems and that the human error probabilities obtained have a similar order of magnitude of those used by industry to feed real risk assessments. However, some aspects brought by the verification and validation steps have to be better understood before considering the probabilities ready to be used to fit risk assessments. The verification applied to the case study shows some human errors increasing if one or a set of performance shaping factors are decreased and vice versa. This may suggest inadequacy of the used model or may also indicate that complex social technical systems do not necessarily behave as a coherent system. If right, the results of the case study suggest that some degraded performance shaping factors or the combination of them may cause also positive effects on human behavior. Similar behavior has been described by psychology research which described that vigilance, the ability to maintain concentrated attention over prolonged periods over time, can actually decrease due to low levels of workload and organizational shaping factor. The verification step also has demonstrated that some human errors are likely to happen for specific states of performance shaping factors, as can be observed from some no-human error probabilities. The validation step has exposed a low correlation between the results obtained with the patient network and the reference, as the model do not provide a predictive relationship with data from the reference used. 
However, a new validation process must be conducted with data with similar source quality as the dataset, such as operational experience, as the data used as reference was partially obtained from simulators and expert elicitation. The human error probabilities obtained from the model tend to be higher than the reference, meaning that if they are used to feed risk assessments, they will lead to a safer design. The majority of results falls within a factor of 3 and 10, then within a factor of 100, which is normally acceptable to feed risk assessments. This validation aspect is important to develop because, although higher than the real probabilities led to safer lead to safer design, they are not desirable as it can direct resources to the wrong risks. The what-if analysis undergone in the verification and validation steps has also provided a spectrum of human error probability variations that can be seen as the uncertainty of estimates from different scenarios. In other words, varying the performance shaping factors in the Bayesian networks provides a distribution of human error probabilities where uncertainty boundaries can be obtained. To better capture the uncertainty associated associated with the dataset. Two aspects of the data collection are suggested for future research. First, the data collection should be conducted by at least three experts to improve the quality of the measure. Second, the number of publicly available reports should be increased, allowing more experts to improve, experts to improve and test the dataset. Now the conclusions of this work. This research has presented a robust approach based on Bayesian network to obtain human error probabilities by using data from major accident reports. As major accidents attract the attention of the media, society, governments and regulators, generating prosecutions that demand more investigation time and larger teams of skilled and ideally independent and dedicated investigators, the proposed approach allows to Provide human error probability with a deeper understanding of the performance shaping factors involved. Use data from different tasks, such as inspection and maintenance, rather than focusing on control room operations. Use data from all human machine interfaces, including hardware, for instance, manually operated valves, and not only focused on control room screens. Analyze human errors and performance shaping factors in different sectors of complex social technical industries if the same taxonomy is used. The probabilistic method proposed allows not only to deal with scarce data but also to quickly update the values when a specific set of performance shaping factors is observed during the operational phase, for instance, through safety audits or equipment inspection. By introducing an additional state in the node of Bayesian network, the proposed approach allows to address the problem of lack of information about specific conditional probability, thus increasing the transparency about the uncertainties of the human error probability estimation. Verification and validation steps are provided to assess the accuracy of the estimated human error probabilities and the uncertainty related to the model or dataset used. The approach presented in this paper 
have the potential to minimize the use of human reliability analysis methods to quantify and calibrate human error probabilities, thus minimizing the need of expert solicitation, leaving for them the important mission of identifying critical tasks and the possible types of human errors associated, discussing possible cultures and developing mitigation actions.